if you're not taking action towards your goals today because you sometimes worry about the risk in taking that action, this episode is going to be a tremendous help for you. If the first thing you're thinking about every time you think of doing something are all the things that could potentially, possibly, maybe, might go wrong, this episode is going to be for you. It's going to be fantastic. And you know what? Honestly, even if you don't feel overwhelmed with this fear of risk, this episode is going to open your eyes as to how a lot of fears enter our mind. And this will help you feel more secure, even more confident, and we'll get into that, uh, give you a greater understanding of what's at the core of our fears. It's Wednesday, so we're going to be talking about self-discipline. This is for you. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment. This podcast is about changing the world around you by first changing the world within you. Each episode lasts less than 20 minutes and is published every weekday. My passion is to share what I've learned about personal development while remaining humble and open about the fact that just like you, I often struggle and occasionally fail. I'm real, raw, and ready to reach beyond my grasp. I hope you'll come along with me. All right, the information I'm going to share in this episode comes directly from an upcoming course I'm working on. It's called Reaching the Finish Line, How to Transform Your Ideas into Achievements. I found that myself, and I'll just speak about myself, I found, as I've shared before, that I struggled. I had a billion ideas. I chased a billion ideas. I started a billion projects. I started, obviously, not a billion, but I started tons of projects. I had tons of ideas, and I just didn't finish them up. I didn't complete them. And so this course is going to be all about how I finally conquered that. And by conquered, I don't mean everything's just easy now and I just cruise on to the finish line. By conquer, I mean I figured out why it was happening and I figured out systems that I needed to have in place in order to overcome those struggles. And so just like somebody who gets, I don't know, I, I'm trying to think of something here, just like getting a bicycle. Now you don't have to walk anymore. You finally got the tool, the resource, the bicycle. You still got to learn how to ride that bike. And the more you use it, the better you get. But with this system, I finally was able to make that progress and reach my goals. And one of them is this podcast. One of them is the course. So many things that are actually coming together now. So what you're going to hear in this episode comes directly from that course. Now, it's just a tiny little chunk of really module four, section six is really where it's from, but I don't want to overwhelm you with that. It's all about the fear of risk, and it's just one of the five fears that I make available to you in the free gift I've mentioned. If you want to learn more about what I'm talking about in this episode, request that free gift by texting the words, my free gift, no spaces, all one word, to 33444. So the number you're going to text it to is 33444 and then inside the text like you're texting the word my free gift no spaces all one word and i'll send you this one page free report and then one of the follow-up emails on that and there's only a few so don't think i'm going to bombard you but i go into each fear a little bit deeper each day after you get the report and one of them is all about the fear of risk so i go into a little more detail in it um, so if this, this resonates with you, request that. This came about because I was having dinner with my father-in-law. I've shared with you about him before. He's been a role model for me, especially when it comes to diligence, self-discipline, and just prodding along like the tortoise. Not slow. I wouldn't say slow, but he's just been a great example of just moving forward at a consistent pace. And so we were talking about it, and I was telling him about the five fears 
And he said, fear of risk doesn't really seem like something anybody would really deal with, fear of risk. So I tried to explain it to him, and I thought, maybe this would be a good thing to explain to you, because I know when you hear these things like fear of failure, well, of course, everybody's you know heard of that, and fear of success, few people have heard of that, but once you understand it, it makes sense. Fear of mediocrity, fear of rejection, and now fear of risk is like, well, that's not really the fear that people deal with, but it is. And let me explain to you how that happens, and and then what's at the core of it. So bear with me. We'll dig into that, all right? The fear of risk really is an exaggeration of caution. It's an abnormal view of potential risk when when we have a fear of risk. And having a cautious attitude about things, you don't just walk along the edge of the Grand Canyon. You, you, you're cautious about it. You don't stand 10 feet back shivering, though, afraid to get near it. That's when you have an unhealthy fear of the risk of standing on the Grand Canyon and looking, as everybody else does, with the railing. We start to think, even though the railing's here, what if the railing falls? And you start to get this abnormal, unhealthy fear of risk. Same with people have fear of flying. The fear of risk when you fly can be exaggerated and people won't even fly. And that's probably the best example is when you won't even get in an airplane, even though statistics tell you you're going to be fine. They say you're more likely to get hurt driving to the airport than you will flying in the airplane because it's so regulated. You got these trained pilots, you've got traffic control systems. We don't have that on the highways as much as you do in the air. So when you won't even get in an airplane, that's that fear of risk. That's that stifling, crippling fear of risk. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to reaching towards your goals. When you're afraid to launch that course that maybe you've been working on to teach people something. You're afraid to even put it together, take the time to do it because there's this fear of risk. You're afraid to get your blog or your podcast started. You're afraid to open that business, whether it's an online business or a brick-and-mortar business. You just become paralyzed with fear. I realize some of this comes because we live in the information age. So we hear constantly about every single failure that happens, every single risk. We hear about it. It used to be 500 years ago, you'd hear about what happened within a few miles of where you live. And that was a reasonable understanding of what the risks are like around you. But today, think about what you hear on the news. If you put on any one of the 24-hour news channels, you're going to be bombarded over and over again with every bad thing practically that's happened around the world. And your brain is going to react to that. Your subconscious mind reacts to that. And, and you start to feel that everything is risky. There's risk in doing anything. Living is risky. And really, it's not. In fact, today, the crime rate is about half of what it was in the early 90s. So if you were around in the early 90s and you long for those good old days, well, you really shouldn't because crime rates were through the roof in the early 90s. Today, murder rates, assault rates, all those those violent crimes are down, down drastically. But you wouldn't know that because we hear about so much more because the sources for information have doubled, tripled, and quadrupled. So even though the number of people who are being affected by crime has reduced, 
the number of crimes you hear about has increased and your mind, your subconscious mind reacts to that in a way that uh, starts to make you paralyzed, scared and fearful of any risk of going outside, of going to certain parts of town, of doing anything other than just sitting in your home, safe and secure, watching television, most likely 24 hour news channels, all about all the risk that's just outside the tour. And so that starts to affect us. Same thing with, like I mentioned earlier, fears of flying or fears of driving or fears of even going outside. But we hear about every small airplane accident, everything that goes on in the world. And that's big news. And you're going to hear about it and not just hear about it. You're going to get visual imagery. You're going to get gory details. You're going to hear the play-by-play about what happened. You're going to have eyewitness comments. All of this stuff programming your subconscious mind that there's this massive risk going on. And so we live in a world like that. Same thing with even businesses. We hear statistics about business failures and this business failed. And the news, they, they don't make money. Nobody waits for the 11 o'clock news so they can find out how well that business down the street is doing. You just don't. But you will stay up late to hear about why your favorite restaurant went out of business. And that's all they're ever going to report on. They're not going to tell you about the business that's been there for 15 years and they're doing incredibly well and they're going to expand. That's rare. Good news just doesn't sell. And so the media is in the business. I know I've been in it for years and years. We're in the business of making money. We've got to get you to tune in somehow. And we get you to tune in usually by trying to scare you into, oh, my gosh, you got to hear what happened today in our neighborhood. And We'll tell you about it in 10 minutes. And then you're just kind of thinking, oh, my gosh, what was it? It was you know, just so, so we tease you into listening, then you listen. And the reality is you're hearing about it more than it actually happens. So how does this affect your self-discipline? I understand fear of risk, but how about how does it affect self-discipline, that word discipline? Well, fear of risk is usually attached to a doubt in our ability to handle a risky situation. And when we have that, that's really a a problem of no self-confidence. A major component of self-discipline is self-confidence. It's just like how many times you've thought to yourself, I'm not going to be able to finish this. Why would I even continue on? Maybe it's a diet and trying to have that self-discipline to continue on with the diet, but you don't have self-confidence. So you've already kind of given up on yourself. So it's really easy to talk you into quitting. Whatever it is you were going to do, whether you're going to get on a healthy eating plan, whether you're going to start working out, you don't have self-confidence. So you kind of think, well, I'm probably not going to make it through this. I'm going to fail like I did every other time, or I'm going to fail like every other person I've heard about failing through the media, through information sources. So it comes from this place of weakness. And when we feel weak, we feel worth less than we should feel about ourselves. People who don't feel worth very much aren't going to invest very much into themselves. Think about maybe your first car you ever owned. Maybe it was kind of a rust bucket. As a car wears down, we tend to put less and less into it. Some people even say, man, I can't wait to get that first scratch on my car, so I'll stop worrying about it. And once you get that scratch, you're no longer worried if you're not parking at the other end of the parking lot. You're not vacuuming it out every three days to make sure you get every little piece of dirt off of the carpet in there. You start to relax about it. You start start to worry less about it. You start to care for it less. And that's what happens when we feel that we've become weak or we've become damaged or we don't have self-confidence. We invest less into ourselves. So our self-discipline drops. 
we first have to overcome this lack of self-confidence. Once we do that, then we will have the strength, then we'll have the belief in our abilities to confront the risks, whether they're real risks or whether they're imagined risks. If we don't have that self-confidence, we're never going to confront them. We're never going to push through them. So the first thing you have to do is start to build your self-confidence. And you've got to understand, self-confidence is like any other strength within us. It's the positive. It's the positive strength that we need to use to exercise self-discipline, to break through the fear of risk. And if we don't use our self-confidence, it's going to atrophy like any other muscle in your body. And the less you use it, it's just like somebody who becomes a couch potato. The less you use your muscles, the less you feel you're able to use those muscles. The more often you sit on the couch, the harder that very first barbell curl becomes in your mind. So you have to do something to, to break that inertia that, that, that just keeps you where you're located. And the way you do that is through, I've said this many times, baby steps. We start to build up in our mind, oh my gosh, we'll take the actual working out thing. You'll, you'll go walking by a gym or you'll go look at a gym. Oh, I want to take a tour of the gym, see if it's something I want to do. And you see these muscle heads over in the corner and they're grunting and moaning. Rah! And you're like, well, that's not me. I'm not doing that. And you instantly think that's what you need to be doing in order to exercise your muscles. But it's not. Sometimes you need to just take the empty barbell. And I've seen this. And it happens, and there's nothing wrong with it. Take that empty barbell that weighs 30 pounds without any plates on it and just start doing curls with that. Or maybe take a three-pound dumbbell and start curling with that. That's what you need to do. You need to take those baby steps. Sometimes you just need to go in and stretch. Maybe you do some resistance training using your body weight. So I'm using that comparison. The same thing with your self-confidence. You need to look at the fears that are keeping you where you are right now and ask yourself, is there a baby step I can take in that direction? And now here's an important part of doing this. Use some positive self-talk and not hocus pocus weird stuff. I'm just saying remind yourself that, you know what, I can do this. I got this. Professional athletes do this. Professional gymnasts do this before they hit that mat. They convince themselves. They're walking up and down. They're saying, I can do this. I got this. I've done this. I'm going to be good. I'm going to tear this apart. It's going to be fantastic. I know I got this. You've done this before. You're the best. Nobody's better than you. They actually do this. So before you think it's just goofy stuff, understand that this actually is what goes on. A lot of us who've never performed at that level, we think that's just something that motivational speakers tell us. But the truth is, high-level performers really are doing these things. So use that self-talk. Don't be intimidated by that idea. Remind yourself, okay, I got this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, maybe it's a baby step. Maybe it's starting that Facebook fan page for your eventual business where you don't even need a website yet. You just need to get a fan page going and you start sharing things that fit your business model. And so you just ah, take that baby step. I'm just going to start a Facebook page. I'm going to start my Twitter account. So I can eventually start to promote my business or my podcast or my idea, whatever my artwork that I'm selling. Take that baby step and remind yourself and then use self-talk. And now another critical component of building this muscle, this self-confidence muscle, is after you've taken that baby step, you're reminding yourself, I did it. I made it. I finished it. I was I was perfect. I didn't I didn't mess that up. Everything was great. Be positive in it. Don't say I didn't mess that up. I take that back. Just just be positive. 
reminding yourself of how well you did on that baby step. And don't say, well, you only did a little baby step. That's a different attitude. You don't want that. You want to be confident in it. So you're going to say, I'm doing this. I've got this. This is going to be great. I'm moving forward right now. And speak about it in the present tense. I own this. I'm taking action today. And then as you move forward, say, I've mastered this. I did a great job. And use that self-talk. And I know, I know you can so just push this aside and think that it's just a little dumb something that people do. It is not. It is critical. Build up that self-confidence. And then, just like you do in the gym, as you get better, you add on a little weight and you build more resistance. And the more you do, the more it becomes a habit and the more you can lift and you start to push yourself a little bit further. So you're always just taking one little baby step and you're building that self-confidence. And as you build that self-confidence, you start to believe in yourself when it comes to perceived risks, whether, again, whether they're real risks or perceived imagined risks, and you'll start to blow through this. And and it grows exponentially because you have that reminder of real-life victory, not just not just imagined victory. That's what you've got to do. That's how you overcome this fear of risk. If this resonates with you, if this is a topic that speaks to you and you feel like this is something that you benefit from, grab that one-page report on those five fears because the other fears are probably affecting you as well. Uh, I would love for you to take a look at this. And then, like I said, I give uh, some subsequent emails, one for each one of the fears where we dig in a little bit deeper. I want you to master this, and you have that ability inside. You may not even be consciously aware of the fact, but you do. So grab that report, and this wasn't just about promoting that report. I want you to learn from what I talked about today. But if you want more, if you want to go deeper, that report's available to you. You can grab that by sending that text to 33444, and then in the text just write the word, my free gift, all one word, no spaces, and I'll send it to you. And uh, thank you so much. Remember, those iTunes ratings go so far, and I did get a couple of them. It's just we're running a little bit long in this episode, so I'm going to wait till tomorrow to read those to you. I want to share them with you because they're really great. And I want to remind you, if you want to put in your iTunes rating, please do that. Go to pdesmondams.com slash iTunes. It'll open up iTunes. You can put the rating in right there. Thanks so much. I do hope that this helps you overcome some of your fears and especially that fear of risk. Give yourself that self-confidence. Build it up. Slowly build that self-confidence muscle and always, of course, reach beyond your grasp.